This episode features discussion on mental health, content that may be upsetting or triggering to some. Resources have been posted in the bio, and if you don't feel comfortable listening to these topics, then please skip this episode. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm loving the new hair. Thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Do you want to just start by telling us a bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Laura McDonough. I am a bilateral below the knee amputee, which means I've lost both my lower legs. Um, I'm a mental health advocate, suicide survivor, and I am also a model. So if there's anything you don't want to talk about, don't feel comfortable talking about, just say so or just skip over it. But can you kind of run us through that day? And what happened? So the morning of the day I lost my legs, I actually went to see the psychiatrist who was um, treating me at the time. And for me anyway, and it's common with other people too, I had a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder at the time. And I had many people arguing about my diagnosis and how it was wrong. But this um, psychiatrist in particular was, or truly believed that I had that diagnosis. So I was extremely unwell, extremely suicidal, and probably like, I'll explain it like this, like it was rock bottom, 500 like million piles of rubbish below rock bottom and then me. Um, that's how bad like my mental health was that morning and I remember just out of sheer desperation I just collapsed on the floor and I actually vomited in front of her and I said something seriously wrong like you need to do something right now like I'm actually going to take my life and while that wasn't my first attempt to take my life um, I just remember her saying that I was being manipulative and that it actually wasn't suicidal. And then um, things kind of progressed from there. And that night I was struck by a train. And what was your mental health like leading up to that? Had this been something that had been going on for years? Yeah, so prior to this actually happening, I was in and out of hospital for my mental health, mainly during my teenage years. And then um, I started going into hospital as an adult too but yeah as an adolescent I spent a lot of time within the um adolescent psychiatric ward at the Austin hospital and um we sat on a lot of school and all that kind of stuff so was it definitely like an ongoing issue and do you feel like there was enough mental health support and awareness when you were a teenager not at all um I've always been very lucky in the way that my family has kind of dealt with mental health issues for a very long time and they've always been very like understanding and loving and supportive and my friends have always been the same but um yeah especially at like going to an all-girls school and when they find out you have a mental health condition the bullying can be like absolutely relentless and I think basically there just wasn't it wasn't spoken about and it 
there wasn't enough education um, around the topic. And do you think if there had been more awareness or more support that your attempt could have been avoided? It's hard to say. At the time, I think that my mental health had gotten to a point where it was so bad that probably nothing um, would have stopped me anyway, um, unfortunately. But I do think that earlier on when um, things were starting to get really, really bad, like a few months beforehand, um, uh, there could have been interventions and treatment options given to me instead of it kind of just being completely dismissed. And what was it like waking up from the accident? It was very weird. I remember at the time I'd lost my left leg, but at that stage I had my right leg. I had no right foot, but I still had the leg. And I remember um, waking up and I was like, where's my leg? Where's my leg? And I was so high on the pain medication given to me and coming out of a coma that I was kind of like tripping and I kind of believe that kind of like I don't know it's hard to say like I knew that I knew it was gone but I still believe that it was there and what's that like adjustment been like for you like how long's it been now five years five years and what's that time period been like very difficult but also um, I've had some of the most amazing and rewarding moments of my life come out of it. And were you like relatively healthy, like physically before? Yeah, I used to do a lot of um, sport growing up. So I was a swimmer, um, used to do swim squad twice a week. I was a tennis player. I was a, I used to do ballet. I, yeah, very physically active growing up. So what's it been like for you going from like able-bodied to disabled? Some days it's really hard still. Like I'm so grateful to have the body I have and I'm so lucky that it's kind of had me through everything it's been through and I'll never not take that for granted anymore in that type of sense. But there are also moments where I see family and friends just being able to do stuff really easily and it kind of makes me wish that I was still able to do that and that I was able to live a life that was just, how do I put it, like simple, you know, not having to worry about prosthetics slipping off in heat or not having to worry about like being in chronic pain all the time and stuff like that. It's just been from not having any sort of like physical disability at all to having amputated legs and then multiple chronic illnesses on top of that. It's been a very kind of different um experience yeah I can imagine is there like one thing that you wish people would do differently when it came to mental health particularly around children and teenagers maybe something that would have helped you I wish that there was more education around mental health conditions in general especially in schools and stuff I feel like that it's a topic that is just touched on very lightly I feel like obviously like age appropriate I feel like there should be different types of kind of um workshops and educational days and all of that kind of stuff that not only teaches our youth about like mental health conditions and you know what they can do to um kind of identify 
if their friend is struggling, for example, but also what they can do if they're struggling themselves and then what resources are in place and help them navigate like that and not kind of shun it when it's spoken about. Yeah, I mean, I graduated high school like almost eight years ago now and there was basically nothing on mental health at all. I think I remember them talking about mental health once and it was just depression and they didn't touch on anything else. Just bare basics. Here's how you figure out if your friend has depression and that was it. We never talked about it ever again. So you've been doing a lot of awareness stuff now. How's that been? What have you been doing? It's pretty random. (laughs) I've done things like podcasts done a lot of podcasts I've done um things in media outlets like from starting from like the Herald Sun um House of Wellness TV seven news but then it's gone to places in America like Love What Matters and then um Lad Bible and then all this other stuff um I have done different types of or looking into like different types of research grants and giving my opinion based on my lived experience um, on different matters. I've done live speeches for companies like L'Oreal Australia, um, Chemist Warehouse and yeah, all different types of things. It's just it's absolutely amazing. I love doing it, but it's very random. And what's it like getting that opportunity to raise that awareness and to potentially help people? For me, after my own experiences with a mental health condition and what I've had to face, as well as knowing firsthand, um, knowing what others have had to face, it means um, absolutely everything to me to be able to try to change the narrative of how mental health conditions are perceived in society but also how um people with mental health conditions are treated so through the work I do I am just really hoping to change that kind of treatment for people with mental health conditions so that nobody kind of gets left behind and how have you learned to be so open about your mental health always lived in a family where it has been spoken about very openly and even my grandmother my grandmother had bipolar disorder for over 70 years and she kind of had her mental health condition in a kind of um time where it was very 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 frowned upon to even speak about um a mental health condition and admit that like you have bipolar disorder but she has always or she was always very open about it also and she was kind of never afraid to say how it was or she would tell people that she had bipolar disorder and it kind of growing up around that too um it was just a normal thing to hear that from my grandmother was a normal thing to experience that within my own family and it just became a normal thing to kind of speak about it but also after what happened to me I just knew that I needed to um try to change the way things were for others I just didn't want um any of that happening to anyone else and you do modeling now as well right 
Yeah. Has that changed the way like you perceive yourself? It's definitely given me more confidence. Um, It kind of has made me admire my body a lot more too. And it's also wanted me to help show others that being who they are is more than enough and that they don't need to change anything about themselves. And I've, and I've become really passionate about it. Yeah, you do seem really comfortable like with yourself. Um, and I can imagine like maybe that wasn't always how you felt after you lost your legs. No, it was very different a few years ago. And is there anything else helped with that confidence and that adjustment? I think after a while, after spending over 10 years growing up, despising my body and trying to harm it in many, many ways possible, I just got really exhausted and fed up with the cycle I was constantly stuck in. And one day... I was actually having trauma therapy and I came out of it and I thought to myself, why am I still doing this? Why am I stuck in this space where I'm constantly so uncomfortable? I'm constantly complaining about it, but I'm not doing anything to try and change that. And from there on in, I just started doing little things like trying to be nicer to the way I spoke to myself or, um, you know, wearing like clothes and stuff that, was out of my comfort zone and I just tried to push myself a little bit and eventually um yeah I just became more comfortable with that and then over time I became more comfortable within myself and how's your mental health now and how have you been helping it improve overall my mental health is probably the best it has been in a very very long time but I still do have like my ups and downs with it. Um, basically now I have a fantastic treatment team. Um, I have a psychiatrist and psychologist that um, I work really well with and we all collaborate really well together. So that has been a part of it. But I have also learned to kind of identify like triggers and um, identify like when certain symptoms are coming up or they're stronger than usual and I know what has helped me um, in the past with that and now I have a team that if we can identify something we can get on top of it pretty much straight away instead of having to wait um, until it's a big crisis. And if someone was struggling with their mental health maybe particularly if they were like a teenager and they didn't know where to go, what to do, what would you recommend? What should be the first step? I would firstly say try to speak to someone about how you're feeling, um, whether it be someone that you trust, um, whether it be your mom, your dad, or just even, it can even be like anyone really. Speaking about it is normally one of the hardest things that you can do. Um, but it's also something that can be very beneficial in a lot of ways because speaking about it um, earlier on can mean that there can be more early interventions that can be put into place. Um, there can be, you know, more monitoring of symptoms or there can be 
different kind kind of things that you're able to do kind of before you get to a point where it becomes a lot more difficult to um, access these type of things in some aspects. Speaking up about it is really important and it's also absolutely nothing to be ashamed about. Um, you know, if we can speak about how good our day was and we can speak about that so freely without even double thinking about it, then why can't we speak about other parts of our emotions too? Because at the end of the day, we all have like good times and bad times. Yeah, we all need to speak about how we're feeling. So I think that firstly, but say in a situation where it is very serious, I would probably try and reach out to someone that you trust like once again and speak about how you're feeling but then try and access different types of services whether it be like in an emergency situation um triple zero just think about yeah what's your advice to someone who is struggling but maybe hasn't reached out for help yet I would probably just say to them that it's okay to speak up that there's nothing to be ashamed about there's a safe place for you to be able to speak about how you're feeling with no judgment, no discrimination, and there's nothing to be fearful about because through speaking about what you're actually going through, you're not only taking off like a huge burden off your chest, but you're also, in a sense, being able to help treat your mental health. Thank you so much for coming on and being so open with us. Um, where can people find you and connect with you? Um, my Instagram is Lauren underscore McDonough. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to get our episodes every two weeks and to leave a review if you are enjoying the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sick of It Podcast and Instagram at Sick of It underscore podcast. I'll talk to you soon.